Oh my gosh. Hey guys, how you doing? Dr. Missy with the 15 minute wrap. How are you guys doing today? Hope you're having a great week. I hope you guys have had a great weekend. Uh, we're just getting things running a little bit slower today. Actually, we're early. So we're all doing really, really good. I hope you guys have had a great weekend. Happy Tuesday. Hope you guys are having a great summer as we get things rolling for you. Um, got a lot of things going on right now as we wrap up. If you haven't been tracking with the news, they're talking about a lot of uh, things on the horizon. I think that people have um, doubted for a very, very long, long time. Um, I'm not going to get into all the politics of everything, but I do think it's important that we pay attention to what's going on around us and uh, what's going on in the spirit because it's indicative of what's going on in our world. Hey, Cynthia, good to see you this afternoon. Happy Tuesday to everybody. Happy uh, happy summer. Uh, welcome to the 15-Minute Rev. It's great to see everybody this afternoon. I didn't get it connected on Facebook yet. I'll just pop this in over there in a second, and they can watch the replay. But it's good to see everybody this afternoon. And um, a lot of things going on in the spirit. I've got another heavy word today, actually. Um, and God is really, what I'm sensing, what the Lord is telling me all week long, is that God is heating up right now. The heat is heating up around us in the natural, but it's indicative of what's going on around us in the spirit. And so God is sending in truth prophets and he's been talking to me, believe it or not, this is crazy, but he's been talking to me about U.S. Marshals, U.S. Marshals. And I'm thinking, why are you talking about U.S. Marshals? But if you know anything about U.S. Marshals, U.S. Marshals have a lot of authority. They have a lot of authority, um, a lot of anointing, uh, but they also operate in high levels and they can hit high devils on people. So the Lord was showing me about, wow, I almost did that. But he was talking about, uh, because the title today is actually Heavenly Marshal Anointings on the Clean Fivefold. Notice I said clean. That means people that are getting cleaned up because there have to be truth people coming in that are going to help draw people into all truth. And, and what I'm seeing in the church is that the mercy side of the church, although we love, we have to have balance. We have to have both. But the mercy side tends to back away from truth when they have to, when it starts uh, creating a, uh, a ruckus with people and they don't like the backlash that they get. And so God's like, no, in this hour, I'm demanding that you choose to change. And I'm demanding that you choose to step into all truth. This is what I'm demanding you to do. So it's we're seeing that as we step into this new place of the spirit now for people who are getting cleaned up and delivered. And he's raising us up for this latter glory season. But what does this mean? Again, I'm going to explain this a little bit more to you. Um, if you understand anything about the fivefold, fivefold is supposed to be uh, an eye for God, if you will, or a mouthpiece for God. Okay. So what's going on now is that the fivefold in the church has gotten polluted with people who want to make a buck off the fivefold and they want to take advantage of the sheep by seeing into the sheep's lives. And everybody's got something, everybody's got something. And so what they do is they manipulate the fivefold by or the sheep, the fivefold manipulates some of them do uh, manipulate the sheep by trying to control them and manipulate them, aka Jezebel. So, God has sent in truth warriors specifically born for this time frame to re reset truth and time. He's trying to help us reset truth and time as well as cast down big demons so that the earth can align. 
And I don't think people really realize when God started talking about the, the U.S. Marshal anointing and things like that, it's actually a heavenly marshal anointing, a truth anointing um, to help forcefully force the church to align for those who choose to walk in all truth and in the divine for this hour. So many of you, what the Lord said, have been saying, many of the church have been saying, oh, I want to walk in the divine. I want to walk in the latter glory. We want revival without considering what it means to walk in the right time or in truth. Do you understand what that means when God starts drawing near to you? I don't think we a lot of people understand. And we're, we're finding a lot of leaders make the mistake right now to me where they cross pathway, pathways with a lot of these truth people and they're judges. Like if you know anything about C4 people, C4 people, there's quadrant one, two, three, and four of God's heart. There is the water section, that's deliverance, fire section, purification, earth section, that's hopefully you getting your promotion, coming up into the higher seven spirits of God. But when you come up into the fourth C4 section, that's people that are called to maintain a high level of spiritual truth, meaning they're coming up into all truth. Section of God's tribe is so truthful. Uh, Ephraim, the tribe of Ephraim stands for balance. They bring in balance in all truth. But then you've got that double portion with Manasseh, with Manasseh standing for transformation, as well as uh, the straight arrow of Benjamin. And, and so God is doing, he's already done this inspection down at the ninth of Av. But then he's looking at us again to see if we're going to go back to Egypt like a dog to our vomit, or if we're going to enter in to the new dimension of his spirit and come on through. That's what he's trying to see. Or if we're going to go back to the old instead of coming to the new. So we have so many people to me that are saying, I want the latter glory, I want revival. And without really giving really a lot of thought to their hype and their emotion behind their thinking. And it's a lot of dysfunctional people, to be honest with you. It's a lot of people that haven't gotten cleaned up. And it's funny how people are all for something until they get faced with what the reality of entering into that place means. And so what I'm finding is that the truth now is entering into the room. You asked for it. You got it, Toyota. And God said, okay, I'm here. I'm entering in. I'm into all truth. And yet we have all these intense people getting all freaked out because they're like, oh, wait a minute. I didn't realize the truth was going to be that strong. Oh, no, I didn't realize the truth was going to expose my hidden sin. I don't know. Oh, all the pedophiles in the church are going, oh, I didn't know the truth was going to expose who I really was. You betcha. You betcha. Here comes the word. So now it's intense and God's truth and glory includes mankind now stepping into God's story. And it's amazing to me. So they have to step out of their own because if the truth be known, when it comes to stepping into love or the spiritual atmospheres from above, we have to begin to see for, we have to see ourselves or who we really are. And if you want to know the truth about the sheep, the sheep are a bunch of fickle people. You, you guys are fickle. And God's saying, no, I'm the same yesterday, today, and forever. And so I'm trying to teach you how to step out of your emotions and walk in the new with me and become consistent in love, become consistent in the things from above. But we see these fickle hearts now beginning to backtrack once they see God's reality. And to step into God's surroundings, you have to understand, you have to keep it clean. God's been talking about that. you got to keep it clean. And if you know anything about an air marshal, an air marshal. Why did I say that? <laughs> I just came out of my spirit, but that's true. They're true too. They're air marshals in the sky. That would be, that'd be very fitting for 
C4, actually, because it's a spiritual component of God's heart. They're air marshals. But yeah, marshals, if you know anything about marshals, they are true blue, man. They are, they keep it clean. The true ones do. They keep it clean. They, they don't deviate. And you may think they're boring. And if, if you knew anything, I used to have a, my best friend, actually, uh, she worked for DPS. And at, when we used to hang out, man, because we were both so naive growing up. Hey guys, good afternoon, everybody. When we, we were so naive growing up and, and we would hang out and we would think we were having such a good time, but we were just being dumb kids. And that was before I got become wild child in my background but she always kept it clean and you have to do that in certain aspects of the spirit because the grace is not going to be there like it was before for you to do whatever you chose to do before it's not at these higher levels anymore that's why you move higher and the road gets more narrow okay so you've got to make a choice to clean it up if you want to come up into love and this whole fickle thing you got going god says you need to put it down because it's just not going down. It's not going to happen. I'm not going to put up with it. And, and matter of fact, thank you, Holy Spirit. What I'm, what's been coming into my mind in a lot of the emails that I get are people like, oh, Dr. Missy, it's like this paranoia. I don't know if I'm doing this right. And it's like, just calm down. You know, just I, I think that you're, you don't have to be perfect, but you do have to be willing. You have to be willing to be willing to get things cleaned up in time. But the things that were acceptable at lower levels are no longer acceptable. And the Lord explained it to me. And that's why it threw me for a loop even because it was like overnight, we had to start rearranging things and start looking at our hearts and, and forcing ourselves to do things that God does. Um, that, that we, if you're going to come back to the ancient of days, right, you're coming back into all truth, right? That's what God's saying. And, and so these are the ways that many used to practice in the United States. They used to love like this. And so I think it's it's almost hysterical because I was talking to my mom last night about this. And she's like, what are they upset about? What are people upset about? Did they just think God was going to walk away from his own ways and say, oh, y'all, come on in. Come on in with the truth and come on in with your old whatever. And it, it's all acceptable. No, the, there's not grace for that at this level. There's not. So you, it's a, it's like the day he died on the cross where it changed out of a rules-based system into a grace-based system and that was black and white. But now when we enter 2023, the, the spiritual laws operating on this level now are so strong and so diverse that God's saying it's my way or hit the highway. You're either going to change and choose to be changed and come up or you're going to get left behind. And what we're seeing now is a lot. We're seeing Big churches now, just like the prophets prophesied, two, two to speak of, who are losing firepower. And so what they're doing is like, I feel like they're like gasping for their last breath. And I hate to say that, but it's like, just get off your duff and get cleaned up. Seriously, just get off your butt and get cleaned up. But a lot of these people, this is the other key to this. And I'm going to get into this here in a second. Um, and, and I didn't expect this to come up and I'm not going to back off of it. But there's a lot of pedophilia in the church. And God's like, yeah, no, not at this level. I'll strike you dead. So a lot of these leaders are, and I'm going to get into it. A lot of these leaders are afraid of losing legacy. And it's like, you're afraid of losing legacy after all the damage you've done to some of these kids. Oh no, we're not worried about you at all anymore. Matter of fact, we're so not worried about you. We're, we're worried about praying you down and making sure you get held accountable for justice because that's where God's taking you. So let's get into this conversation a little bit deeper. So 
Um, and the prophets are fixing to start picking up on it. And by the way, you true prophets out there, for people who are hiding their fraud, Lord says, start asking me to take down the words that they're decreeing over themselves to hide their fraud, to hide pedophilia, everything. Ask me to take it down and I'll break it off and I'll expose them in front of you for all the world to see. But that's what you need to do because that's what they've been doing to hide everything they've been doing to me, says the Lord. And I don't have any room for it anymore. So that's why they're mad at me as a prophetess. So it's like, okay, here we go. Let's get on this roller coaster ride together. So fickleness, we don't, can't be doing that. And so there's, there can be no lack of standards when it comes to love because truth lays down its life with all it has from above. Better love, or uh, what is it? Uh, greater love is no man than the one who lays life down for a friend. Well, Jesus laid his life down for you. What are you willing to do for him? What are you willing to do for him? So in this hour, the Lord says, you had better not. And he says, the truth prophets too. You better not buckle to man's words against you. You better not. Not in this hour. You better not. And this goes for all seven mountains. I don't care if you serve in the church or not. You had better not buckle. Guys, can you pray against the words that they're praying against the anointing, please? Thank you. But, um, and that's something else. You know, if something's of God, you can't stop God. Come on, guys. Come on. So that's what they're afraid of. That's what the enemy's afraid of in the church right now. That's why we have so much division in the church, too. We have two streams going. We have the bride and then we have the fake church. That's what we've got going on. And the fake church is afraid of being found out because a lot of those guys are pedophiles. Not nudging you. Just telling you what God's saying. I couldn't believe it myself. I was like, what? It got into the church and how stupid of me not to ever think it wouldn't. Because it's amazing. And you know what I'll say too? This was interesting to me too. Um, we're, by the way, we're getting ready to release our new book. And, and my co-author, Margaret Rowe. And if you're listening, Margaret, we love you. Thank you so much for sponsoring us. But she made a really, really poignant statement about the church. And I'd never thought of this before. But we were talking because she's out in L.A. So she goes to church out in L.A. And um, she visits some church around there. And she said, you know, Missy, she said, What's up with all these church leaders trying to be celebrities? And I thought, oh, my God, seriously? I thought, she's right. This is this is the truth. And where all these different leaders are trying to be celebrities and they they try to be the latest and the greatest. And she goes, where where did it where did we lose focus on just serving the sheep? And this is coming from somebody who's raised in church, but at the same time, she was, she's, she's out in the world doing the anointing on her life out in the world. But I was like, praise God. I mean, this is God. And I thought it's time to get back to the basics of love. It is time. And, and I thought she's a hundred percent right because that's what God's been telling me in a different way. He's like, you know, if, if you're going to do this, then you're doing this just for my people. I want leaders that are just for my people. I'm not in this for you, says the Lord as a leader. I'm in this for my sheep because I want my family back. And so for those of you who have been taking advantage of the sheep and you've just been trying to build legacy or build a dynasty and the Lord's like, it's not about you. It's about me, says the Lord. So get over yourself. So we're going to get into this a little bit deeper. But the Lord says his eyes have been on all those who have said, oh, we want to touch from above only to see them recoil to man when it comes to standing up in truth and true love. You see, true love will get hard on you 
when you refuse to see and do what God sees. And that's when God brought me back to the marshals, the heavenly marshals or U.S. marshals. When, you know, people look at them, pardon me, they look at them when they do their jobs and they're like, oh, you know, they, you know, people are against the police these days. And it's, it's like, I'm not against the police. Let them do their job. There are good police, policemen and women out there. Thank God we've got them. Thank God we've got servants like that. Hey, Joyce. But I mean, they forget that these people are just doing their jobs. It's nothing personal against you. And it's the same in the church too, where God sends in truth prophets, the truth prophets. That's what these marshals are with this type of anointing. They're truth prophets. And so when they call you out, it's nothing personal against you. God's saying, get your butt in gear. It's time to come near. If you say you're really mine. So I don't see what the big hoopla is with people saying, oh, you know, you're not being religious enough for me. You didn't say that nice enough for me. You didn't, you weren't loving enough for my feelings. Who cares about your feelings at this point? Really? It's not about your feelings because most likely God's been warning most of you for the last three and a half to 10 years. And yet you have got, gotten away with all this crud that you do, this evil that some of you do, thinking that nobody's going to call you out. And God's like, no, I'm here now. You asked me to come near. Here I am. And so my prophets are speaking. So you see, true love will get hard on you when you refuse to do and see what God sees. And it's the job of the U.S. or heavenly marshals now. They're now they're pr truth prophets and they're high-level truth prophets ushering in the divine presence through divine testimony. Those truth preachers, apostles, those truth apostles, don't think you're one if you're not operating like God says to operate, by the way, don't call yourself that. That's that's mockery to God. And it's 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 complete disgrace to him when you think that you're one of these and you're really living in sin. But but you're not the fake, but you demand the true to help bring mankind back into true time so they can be renewed. See, God's all about getting his bride ready right now. That's that's honestly what he's all focused on. He's all about getting his bride ready. And so we have so many people thinking that, oh, we're still going to be in the old by and by. We're still going to do what we used to do. And God's like, nope, not your time. It's mine. So if you know anything about a martial true, their truth and their true blue, um, they might look like the world, but they really are from God. And so, you know, you're good guys. I'm, I'm going to call it like this. You know, I don't know about you, but being a military man's daughter, uh, I, I remember the servant's heart, even in the military and what the military do are public service, people who serve in public service. And there are good people in these different parts of society that serve the Lord in this capacity. They may not, may not attend church every Sunday and they may not be where you are spiritually, but they're good people. And it's all about the heart. And if you ask me, a lot of people have gotten so disgusted with the church the last 20 years that they've walked away from church. And so God's been meeting them where they're at. And a lot of these people listen online because I do. I do. I, I do not enjoy um, some of the things I experienced in church at all. I didn't think it was authentic. And so, but these people believe in truth and true justice for all. And, and which is why our white hats are now beginning to stand tall. If you uh, haven't noticed on the national level in all seven mounts too, um, God is doing house cleaning. But more importantly, he's doing church cleaning, uh, putting it all, putting all sin in full view. And so I know that in the past, people, people, the sheep amaze me. And I've seen this in my walk um, several times over the years, about four times, where God has 
had me give warnings to people. You need to stop doing this or God's going to bring you home. And, and I'm, I, I'm just, I've had that happen and it's nothing personal. It's nothing personal. Um, but I'm just obeying the Lord and I'm just doing what he told me to say and do. And so it's, it's amazing how people get angry at the voice, bringing them the message when, when God's trying to warn you and they run away thinking they're going to dodge God. It's like, you can run away from the prophet. It doesn't matter. God's voice will find you. Most likely he's been trying to talk to you for years now, but this is an hour now. This is a last ditch effort where God is warning a lot of people. You better get it together because I've got my eye on you. And a lot of leaders, a lot of leaders, you need to get it together, get it together. If you're a teacher, especially get it together, get it together. Because when truth comes into the scene or onto the scene that mankind is operating within, Everything is forced to be seen, man, for what he's operating in. And if there's hidden sin, like pedophilia or fraud or sex trafficking on some of you church leaders, God says, it's not just in politics, it's on all seven mountains, but I've got my eye on you. And the Lord says, I've warned you for years, you better get your hands clean, because now I'm coming after you. So when God specifically told us in all truth, what we do to the least of these, we've done unto him. So your sin has now found you out. And we have to, we will get back to that in a second, actually. What are we going to say about that, Lord? Um, can I go there with that? Spirit said that to be first John 4, 3. Um, one of you specifically, it took me a while. It took me a while to figure it out. And I'm going to ask prophets that are listening online right now. Um, true prophets. If you don't believe what I'm telling you, I want you to seek the Lord. And I want you to ask him who these people are, who these leaders are that I'm talking about. I can't say their name on here. I would love to, but I can't. Um, and ask him who the people are committing fraud around you as well that I'm talking about. But it's in the church. They're into sex trafficking. Uh, they're into pedophilia. But I want you to start asking them who the leaders are that we're talking about on here. And this one particular one has said, well, what about my legacy? It took me a second. What about my legacy? And God says, I can give a rip about your legacy at this point in the ballgame. Matter of fact, I'm so disgusted with you that I don't even recognize you. Because I, I saw what you've done and you don't think I've seen, says the Lord. Matter of fact, the Lord says you've done it to your own son. And, and it's young man and you've chastised him for what you've done and it caused addictions in his life. And then you have the audacity to chastise him for what you've done. And if it hadn't been for his own wife and father-in-law, he would have never seen God at all. So praise the Lord for these godly people because he's fixing to stand tall, says the Lord. But I'm fixing to stand all over you if you don't own your stuff and what you've done. And that's to someone in particular. I don't have to say your name on here. And yes, I do know what you've done. You should be very afraid about this time. Because God is having the prophets now call you out. So I'm asking any true prophet who watches this replay, please pray for who I'm talking about. Some of them, some of you who have even given, how do I say that, Lord? They've failed. They're Saul's. So you can take that however you want to do it. But please pray about that. So the Lord's saying in this hour, 
Did you notice the crescendo beginning at the head of the nation? Ooh, I can feel fear. It's not mine. Um, should fear the Lord. Pardon me, fear the Lord. They always run away when you start getting up in their mix. So did you feel the crescendo happening in the head of the nation? All of a sudden it's starting to happen. Things are starting to, they're starting to get big where everything is beginning to be made known in the news. Oh, and by the way, those intercessors around that leader, Ezekiel 14, nine states, if you're, if you don't have permission to say what God, if you're not saying what God says and you're getting other people to jump on your bandwagon so that you can continue operating in witchcraft, Lord says, all of you will be punished. All of you will go read it, go read it. And I've seen it happen. I've seen it happen where Lord gave me a word for this young woman who was a fivefold minister and she was in a drug rehab. And, and I told her, the Lord had me go to her. She left the rehab. She had an opportunity to be in rehab for free for a year to deal with her issues. And she chose to leave and go do her stint in jail. And the Lord had me go to her and tell her, you are an emergency C-section baby. And I did. And I didn't understand that at, at first. And then the Lord told me that, if, and I told her, I said, if you go back out into your lifestyle, God will bring you home. And there was a young man, and she did. After two months, she got out of jail because she didn't want to go through the whole program and get free and get cleaned up. And she went back out to her lifestyle, and she called me one day because her family had apparently had a come to Jesus with her. But long story short, she found a buddy who would uh, condone her behaviors and condone her sin. And, and that's where you don't want yes men. Trust me, you do not want yes men around you in this hour. You want people who are like, hey, that what's up with this? And so there's one thing about loyal to people being loyal to leaders, but not when they drag you into their sin. And I'm telling you in this hour, it's getting really, really serious right now because God is getting ready to come down on some people. Pow down, brown cow. So the crescendo in the nation, where everything is beginning to be made known in the news. And the Lord says, did you think I would leave sinners out in my house who tried to hide their discrepancies too? Are there heinous sins that even their families won't talk about? Because some of you pedophiles, leader in the church, have harmed children who are now harming my house and are now harming my house. My children, my sheep, some of you have harmed your own family members, children in their sleep with the harm that has lasted decades. Yet all you can say is, what about my legacy? And the Lord says, who cares? What about the futures you've stolen away? And all you are worried about is saving face. And the Lord says, I call you a selfish brood of vipers. How dare you turn my house into a den of thieves and then try to shut down the voices who are exposing you as though I or they, the true prophets, would not see. The Lord says, ask me. I'll say it again. Ask me, you true prophets who these pedophiles are, because I will most certainly expose them near and far. Ask him. Ask him their names. And then some of you in the fake justice system too, <clears throat> where you pretend to do what I do as though no one were looking at you. The Lord says, some of you have placed innocent people in jail and thought no one would know because you didn't think they can make bail or be able to stand up to the system you were a part of. But the Lord says to no avail. 
Now is the season for my captives to go free and for all the world to see who is and was with me all along. But in this part of the king's song is the part where the tables are turned. They're turned on predators who preyed on people not able to defend themselves. But these people singing the wrong song will be the one behind bars while we move along. Because they're cowards, not willing to pay the high price for their sin. And the Lord says, you will not be entering in. You will not enter into kingdom. So while you enter into my presence, says the Lord, you true prophets had better take heed. Because in this hour, you need to ask me about those I've demoted and why. It wasn't because they were stuck in the old by and by. It was because they've been predators from the enemy's camp. And now truth has come to expose and revamp. So you are either with me or against me. Lord says, make up your mind. Because my guns of truth are cocked and loaded. And I want to use your mouths for the divine. <clears throat> the Lord says, I'm bringing my true bride back to me in all truth. Because she has been cleaned up and will be true blue. And you know what? Let me say this before I continue on. Is that, did you, do you know that in the past where America used to be, we used to operate in this place of truthfulness where there are certain things that love never did, love never said, love never considered ever, ever uh, crossing boundaries of these types with people. And it was really rare that you ever saw it. So for those of you asking to come back into uh, the ancient of days and into God's ways, the Lord says, this is it. This is it. You're not going somewhere new. He's taking you back where some of you once stood. But you have to ready yourself in your heart to operate in that level of truth. Because when you come into love, guess who love is? Love is all truth. Air marshals are all truth. They're just looking at the facts. U.S. marshals. Heavenly marshals just looking at the facts, just doing a job, doing what they're told to do from the Lord, hopefully. But some of you, it's like you get caught up in mercy and manipulation and you're like, oh, no, no, no. I didn't want that much truth. Well, what did you think it was? You think you just can get a little dabble, do you? That's not how God operates. He's into he's into maturation and saturation. He's into full immersion. If he's going to do it, he's going to give you above and beyond. So there's no running away from the truth at this point in the ballgame, which is why a lot of people don't want people hearing this message. They're like, oh, no, no, we got to shut this down. We got to shut her down. And it's like, okay, keep trying. If something's up, God, you can't stop it. God before me, who can be against me? I have nothing to lose. Nothing. Absolutely nothing. Everything to gain. And, and I'm going to be true to what he says to do. He gave me a job to do. And for some of you, God's exposing you. And I can't believe I didn't see it. He's given me, <laughs> some of you are so good at praying and hiding your sin. You try to hide it with word weapons, break them off. All of you intercessors out there start breaking off all these word weapons that these frauds and these pedophiles pray, P-R-A-Y, over themselves. Can you believe it? They try to hide their sin with the scripture of all things. As though God, and they're loosening God over themselves. God is the word. And they're trying to use God for evil to hide what they've done. It's like, oh, no, 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 no. It's time for you to go down. We're done with this. We're not living your lie with you. 
So some of you in the fake justice system too. And the Lord says it's time for his captives to go free. We've already said that. And the Lord says it's time to revamp. The Lord says I'm, I'm bringing my true bride back to me in all truth because she has been cleaned up and will be true blue. She will know that there are just some things true love would never do, say, or pray. Because to my way, she'll be faithful. She knows the ancient of days. You see, when all truth is known by a heart, there are automatic boundaries set in place. Where all predators quickly learn not to tread, lest they meet the ancient of days. And the Lord says, I know my might and I know my power. The Lord says, and I also know and truly love my bride. So you better not come near her in this hour. You better not. And after the truth has come in to cleanse and who Christ says he is, then mercy prophets will stand back up again to bring healing and rest to the land. Because at this point, the sheep will need it. So truth is coming into the room. Truth is coming into the room. And it's just so interesting to me how people dismiss their own sin when they feel like there is accountability walking in. That's amazing to me. And so then they try to shut down everybody around them who starts speaking truth, truth, truth. They're like, oh, no, no, no. God wouldn't do that to me. Want to bet? I've seen him bring somebody home. And that girl I told you about a while ago, the guy who was helping her, she accidentally spilled vodka on a mattress. God's word came to pass. She spilled vodka on a mattress on the balcony. And it caused a fire because she accidentally had a cigarette in her hand. It ignited the whole and gutted the whole apartment. And the guy who was assisting her, I told you, people assisting these sinners are all going to get burned. He got third degree burns, had to be rushed to uh, San Antonio Medical Center. So, I mean, God means what he says. And, and I, I saw it with my own eyes. I'll show you the paper clippings. I kept a paper clipping of it because I just couldn't believe it. I went and viewed it and it should have gutted the whole apartment complex, but it only gutted that one apartment. That's God. That's God. When God says, you better listen when I tell you I'm fixing to do something and you better heed the warning. So it takes us to Ezra 7, 1 through 8, 20. And the topic is called activated. Have you ever heard of Ezra? Ezra's fascinating, man. Ezra, I've, I've prayed his Ezra 5.13 where it's activated now. That's that scripture that activates things now. And he was tasked, which I didn't know this until today. He was tasked with bringing people back to God. He had a hard job. And I think a lot of the truth prophets and the ministers do in this day and time. And, you know, we, we're tasked with getting the sheep, first of all, to wake up. Also to get cleaned up. And we need them to see that they need to get cleaned up for to walk in this new place of truth. And, and it's hard to get people to listen because a lot of people think they're okay. Three-fourths of the church think they're okay, but yet they're losing firepower. And we have it happening to ministries, big ministries. And so God says the way to know if that's you in this hour is your prayers aren't packing a punch. And so we've got people coming in and abusing the court systems. And God's like, it's still not going to work. It won't work for you because your heart will not get cleaned up from you. You won't own your stuff. And by the way, you're putting your mouth on my anointed. So get your mouth off my anointed. You're the one that gripes and complains when people don't honor you, but there you are acting like hell too. So 
Don't be a hypocrite. Anyhow, he was a prophet tasked with the hard job of helping to bring God's people back to the Lord. And actually, if you know anything about this time period, there had been a 50-year gap between Israel and getting cleaned up and then falling back into sin. And Ezra understood God. He was a prophet that really understood God's ways. But more importantly, he understood God's hand. He knew God's hand was upon him. And he knew that nothing, uh, that there was nothing Ezra could do or say without God's permission. He understood flowing with the Lord and only doing what God had to, had him do. He didn't go above that, beyond that. He asked God for permission on everything he said. And that's the place we're entering into. Thank you, Holy Spirit. And see, the problem in the church prior to this point is they've been into sloppy agape and greasy grace. And there's so many people in the church that want to dismiss uh, their own bad behaviors and the way they pray. And, and the Lord's like, no, 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 no. Because those are the ones losing firepower in this hour because they're saying, not what I say, says the Lord. They're saying what's ever in their dysfunctional hearts so that they can have their way. And the Lord said, but your ways are my ways. Your ways are my ways. And so he's causing his spirit to draw back from them because he can't trust them. He can't trust them with his spirit or his word. So he's putting truth marshals into the earth now. People that are starting to stand up and saying, ah, that's not God. Ah, that's not God. Strike it down. Strike it down. Strike it down. And he's bringing in a firepower that the church has never seen before. But this is the new move of God. That's the that's the marshals that I'm talking about. It's a higher level of firepower than the church has ever seen before. Thank God. Thank God. So, but Ezra knew and understand the true, understood the true king's decree. And what is the true king's decree for you? I've said it a few times for you guys. The true king's decree is you're going to God about a thing and you're seeing what he has to say. You're seeing what he sees. And if God says it's not right, even if you don't agree with him, I don't care if you don't agree with him or not. He doesn't care. He's like, you do what I say. Obey. Because God knows the end from the beginning and he knows how to keep you from getting led astray. Okay. That's what's wrong with the church too. They keep doing what they want to do. They're led by their emotions and they're, they're these spiritual schizophrenics and they're fickle. They're, it's a completely fickle where the Lord's like, I can't trust you with my spirit or my firepower. So no, I've got to draw back from you because you're like a loose cannon in this hour. You're shooting everybody with your mouth, everybody that you see. And then you want to use me, says the Lord, the word, which God is the word. And, and you want to call it truth. And the Lord said, no, that's not me. That's not me at all. That's not my way. But Ezra understood, and he understood Ezekiel 14.9, not speaking without God's permission. So he understood truth and authority, and he didn't deviate from anything God had to say. And he also understand the, understood the three types of hands, which were God's hand, man's hand, and then Jewish hands. He understood that in God's hand, God had his life on Ezra, just like he had his life on, has his hand on some of you. And it was a providing hand, a protecting hand, and an encouraging hand, but more importantly, a guiding hand. Have you ever had a father's hand on your shoulder before? The love of the hand of a father, and you felt safe. I don't know about you, but that always made me feel safe when my dad used to do it to me. He'd put his hand on my shoulder. Hey, he'd like, hey, Missy. And and he'd just stand there with his hand on my shoulder, and I always felt like, okay, I'm safe here. And, and that's where God wants us to abide right now. He wants to have his hand on our shoulders to where no matter what we, he has to say and do, we know he's right beside us in all that we do, all that we say. 
And, and that's a vessel he can trust to use right now. That's what he wants. And so Ezra knew the difference between God's hand and man's hand. Ezra's hand, um, he knew how to keep God's word in his own hand. But he also knew how to keep God's word in his heart. He knew the truth. He didn't depart from the truth. And so Ezra knew that it was the truth and the word that people needed, no matter how badly the truth scared them. Does the truth scare you? I'm not here to put any, there's no fear in love, by the way. Let me stress that truth to you. However, there's a righteous fear that we're entering into. And I didn't understand this a few months back because I thought, you know, I don't know what people are so afraid of. I don't know what they're so afraid of with the prophets. And da, 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 da. But a lot of people, <laughs> you should be have a reverential fear when you get around the spirit of God on a vessel. When you know that vessel operates in truth, because that truth, if you're not aligned, will expose you. And I've seen it time and time again. But there's there's a reverential fear that is coming on the body now because of these new spiritual laws that we've walked into. And as we get closer and closer to God, who guess what? So is his firepower. So is that authority. So is that anointing and that truth. So you get closer to truth and, and you need not to put your mouth on it. You need to be careful who you put your mouth on so it doesn't cost you. Okay. It can cost you a lot. Um, I can tell you stories. I can tell you stories. Um <clears throat> I've, I've seen people put their mouth on the Lord and God strikes them with disease. I'm not lying. Uh, it's, it's, it's really a serious thing we're stepping into in this hour. So we need to take it seriously. But when we come into all truth, God wants us to revere him, to have a holy fear of him, which is what walking in all truth does to a heart when we realize that God's truth reveals God's truth God's presence reveals things it reveals who people are and so that's why when people get around some of you people don't don't take it personally it's not that they're rejecting you it's just that the spirit of God on you rubs them the wrong way he's exposing them the truth on you is exposing who these people are around you so it's not about you they're not trying to be mean. I mean, God's not trying to let them be mean to you. He's trying to let you see who they really are. Pay attention. Pay attention. So God's saying people can't help it. The truth, people can't help but be who they are when God's truth walks into the room with his spirit. And the man or woman who carries that truth is called to reveal through Christ what's in these people's lives, good or not, for good or not. So again, it's nothing personal against you and happens in our families, happens in our jobs. Oh my gosh. I used to have people in my jobs sincerely because as, as a deliverance minister, it was like the presence, the higher I would go up in the spirit, the more people would manifest and around me. And I'd be like, what is going on to the point that they would physically, some people would physically try to harm me. And I was like, you go ahead, go ahead, lay hands on me. <laughs> Don't touch me. So Anyway, that's what devils do. Devils want to get physical with you because that's who people really are. That's who people really are. And you know what's funny to me too is that this type of these types of conversations, you can't have these types of conversations with just anybody in the church. You want to know why? Because most of them are caught up in the old by and by. They don't want to hear the truth. 
They just want to hear greasy grace. They want to hear things that don't make them feel uncomfortable. See, truth makes people feel uncomfortable if they're not close to the truth. But what the truth should really do for you is it should make you get excited. It should make you feel like, yeah, let's do this thing. And it's not stirring up waters. It's not stirring or what do you call rocking the boat when you tell the truth. That's the season we're walking into. So, and you can't see that a lot of people in the church who don't like truth either, they want to, and I'm not picking on you people, but I'm just telling you what God's telling me to say. You want to mislabel and you want to uh, try to shut it down, shut the truth. You can't ever shut the truth down. You're not going to shut the truth down if this is the season for truth to come into the room. How do you think we're going to get our nation back? That's just stuck on stupid. Don't do stuff like that. Sincerely, don't. Be who God's called you to be. So, because now here we sit as a nation, the U.S. on all seven mountains with God coming into the room. And for those truly listening, they're getting ready for the groom because we know the significance of holiness as he approaches us in truth. Do you ever sense that God's approaching in all truth, approaching us in holiness? We need to get ready. Feeling yourself getting need to get ready. So we're trying to be as faithful and as honest as our hearts know to do or be. That's what God's looking for in the bride right now. He's looking for people that really want him, that will go to any length to have him and they're missed. And so they're paying great prices and getting cleaned up, spending all this time getting deliverance, getting cleaned up, going through deep inner healing to ready themselves for who's coming into the room. That's the Esther's rising up too. So there was God's hand, Ezra's hand, or man's hand, and then there's Jewish hands. And this exemplifies the hands of people who carry the treasures of the Lord. They, they know the Lord. They understand they carry him in their hearts, but they also understand his culture and they understand his background and who he is. And you want to represent every bit of who Jesus came from because you honor the groom. You want to honor the groom. And so when we truly meet all truth or the Lord, he has his way in to find out how faithful and true we've been to carry out our job duties and what he's given us to do. So the Lord's saying, watch and keep what I've given you to do. Even when you're bored or burned out, weary, Lord says, finish. Because I'm going to carry you through. Lord says, I'll help you. Lord says, but be faithful because I'm faithful to you. Be faithful. Well, I'm carrying you in this last part of this test. So that brings us to 1 Corinthians 4, 1 through 21. I think this is funny. This next part is funny to me because I'm thinking, oh, Lord Jesus, this is so good, just like you. Um, you know, we're living in an hour. 1 Corinthians 4, 1 through 21. It's called life is a stewardship. Be faithful. No double life living. No double lives. That's what he's saying. You can't live a double life if you're going to walk in all truth. But it's so funny to me because the place God is taking us is this, this new place of he's getting us back to the basics of love. And he's getting us back to, if you know anything about love in itself, to seeing each other through the eyes of Jesus, where there's not as much judgment anymore, hopefully. And, and there's more of him where you look into the hearts of men and you're not looking at the outer part. Because there are a lot of rich people with very, very rich, rich hearts. And they may not have a dime to their name. But if you see love, the love of God and Jesus, that's the richest person on earth. 
And so the, this is where God is bringing us back into, but he's reminding the church here. Let me read it to you. It's going to make you laugh. But I love this. I absolutely love this. But, you know, if you know anything about life, life's a gift. So be humble because all of our gifts and callings are given to us by God. And we can't take credit for any of them, nor can we do anything apart from him. And so we need to use our gifts to the glory of God when he has need. And, you know, it's funny because God knew what we would need in the times that we've now entered into. This is what's funny to me. Um, and he knew that life would sometimes be a battle. Do you ever feel like you're in a battle dealing with people, difficult people, people who don't live in the truth and they want you to live a lie with them? And you're like, I'm not living with you in that lie. I don't live like that. I don't want that near me. I want to live in truth. I want to live honestly. I want to live clean. I don't want to wake. I want to be able to wake up every morning and look at myself in the mirror and not worry about if I've offended God. But God knew the battles we'd face. And just like he told those very close to him, the apostles, he said, be courageous. Because Jesus knew that once society realized he had chosen men deemed least likely to succeed, that they would have an opinion about it especially the Corinthian church, because most knew the apostles were considered low lives. This is what the words they use, not me. Low lives are scum of the earth. And they were just blue collar workers. They were found on the boat docks. And so Jesus really chose regular Joes. He just chose regular guys. That's where he's bringing us back to people, back to the ancient of days, to where we'll be, we'll be humble enough to realize where we've come from and realize we've gotten a little bit big for our britches. And so, so the church to me has selective memory when it comes to Christianity. They have very selective memory. Um, and how quickly they choose to forget this one important detail, which affects both male and female, because Christians to me forget that God went after worldly people to serve him. He did it back then. And he does it today. So why do you think he pulled the church, the true church, out from the building and he had them leave the church? It's because they weren't representing him. So you have a fake church now, two streams, and you have the true bride. I said it from the very beginning of the conversation. And God's saying, for all of you raised in church, good luck. Because God didn't call me. Honestly, he didn't call me with your permission. He didn't call most of us regular Joes with your permission. And Jesus knew that the church would begin to act like the Corinthians, acting as though their church crap doesn't stink. The, the Corinthians thought that they were above everyone. They thought that, oh, I, I knew, I know the word and I know this. And I've been in church all my life and making basically people feel like that we weren't in their league. We're not in your league. And I think Jesus is like, you're not in my league. You didn't even enter into the kingdom. Matter of fact, most of you people who are stuck in that mindset, that religious mindset, are so stuck on you and on your flesh, you've never even entered in. You've never known love. And that's why you don't give people your best. So I can't use you, says the Lord, because you think your crap doesn't stink. And so he went and he's starting to clean up people, but he's sending his apostles in. These men from the boat docks. <laughs> 
all these people that people are like, oh, I can't believe you would use them. Oh my God, they stink like fish and they cuss and oh my God, and that's just not holy enough for me. It's not holy. I can't do it. And God's like, just pipe down, pile down, brown cow. It's all good. So it's what hindered them from entering into true love. So, you know, the Lord's saying, when you get caught up in that mentality, you need to think, think, think again. You do. You do. Because a lot of people are weary of people like this. They're weary of you. And we're living in a time right now where we have gone without the truth for so long that people are like, oh, no, bring it on, God. Bring it all the way on. Let's turn this sucker. Get this show on the road. We're ready to get there. And the Lord says, but you need to honestly take into account because this you don't know. It's going to cost you to perform in this show, says the Lord. Not only are you going to be an audience member, you're going to be on stage, a lot of you, because you're going to start walking in my ways and you're not going to depart from the ancient of days. All truth is going to be surrounding you, putting you on in full view for those who refuse to see. The Lord says, because they don't even know, but they're really looking for me. So only God knows the heart that he's chosen to impart and flow through. And it's because that heart, that heart is chosen to know true love and not religion or its fake counterpart, which is a facade. Lord says true love will not lie. It only knows and stands in truth and honor, not a bunch of rules allowing it to live a double life. You know, I don't ever expect perfection. And I have to stress that. I know people are not perfect. I am not perfect. I obviously show that on here. But I am the same behind the camera as I am in front of you. Ask our people over here. I speak on here just like I speak back there. I do. And sometimes I let a rip potato chip and I have to repent. But what makes, what's the difference between, and this is something I think and why God's using a lot of women in this hour. And he's raising up some tough people. because. I believe that the sheep are being toughened up as well to get them prepared for what's coming down the pike, so to speak, because we're dealing with a very, very mean spirited group of people in some parts of the church where these people are so screwed up. It's like, oh, man, I feel I feel sorry for you. I'm afraid of what's coming your way because we really are heading into that place in the ancient of days. And that's all God's been telling me the last two days. He's like, nope, nope. It's all coming to an end. That's what he keeps telling me. It's all the show's coming to an end. But then the real show starts. That's where the glory begins. So Lord says in this hour, be teachable. Because life's like school. And God uses many hands and voices to teach us. We can't limit him. He knows what we need. And so this is all part of being able to see the heart of all people through the eyes of Jesus like we used to. Quit being so quick to wrap up a book by just looking at its cover when you haven't even opened the flap of that book. Because I've met some of the richest people on earth who have so much wisdom to give and so much love to give. And they may not look like they have a cent to their name, but yet they're so wealthy. They're so wealthy in the spirit. And so the Lord says, when we quit judging each other in our own arrogance is when we actually enter in. Which brings us to Psalms 31 through 12. And it says, 
Thank you, God, for changing me. And this is actually, if you know anything about this, I was really shocked to see that David actually wrote this. And I kind of thought, oh, okay. Okay. I'm not, I'm not trying to bore you because it actually is int- it's very interesting. But David, if you know anything about David, David made a few mess ups for the David people out there. David, the Davids are entering in right now. But um, David had been stricken by the Lord with a disease. And God had to lift him up from the grave because he disobeyed by numbering the people with a census. And we as a church sometimes forget that in order to get free, we have to deal with me. You have to deal with you for ourselves and our own foolish hearts. And we're living in a season right now where we're seeing the foolishness of men think that they can keep a holy God from entering in. Or at least keep him at bay or contained. And to that I have to ask you, and I asked God before I said this, but I asked God, are these people idiots? Are they idiots for thinking they're going to contain the God of the universe? And God said, yes. He said, yes, they are. He said, because if somebody or something is of me, you cannot stop it. And some of you are racking and banging your head against the wall for trying to stop things that are of God because you're so sure you know more than he. Pardon me, because when all the truth walks in the room, Lord says, so does justice. And so in this season, Lord said, even my elect will be found out just like David, if hidden sin is about, just like Bathsheba and her pregnancy or the murder of her spouse and all from David's hand until the prophet walked in. Heed the word of the prophet, people. Listen to the prophets. So when all truth walks in, the Lord says it's time to do hard inspections so that we can begin again and stay aligned in him with each other, but especially in all truth. Because your version of truth might not match God's. And it gives God great joy like it did with David. Because David owned his stuff. Do you own yours? I mean, this is an hour really to start asking yourself, you know what, God? Do I have any mindsets or any, do I have any heart conditions I'm not willing to look at um, because that are keeping me out, out of the feast or whatever? Be honest with yourself. I mean, because we have blind spots that we, because we're with yourself 24-7. So when we're with ourselves, and and these are things the church doesn't want to hear because the the dysfunctional church has this mindset. And by the way, the two streams, you're going to start seeing one stream. I'm getting back to this in a second. But the one stream, the bride stream, is fixing to bloom in power. Just bloom. And, and that's what's going to have people start looking at themselves over here in the dead stream. They'll be like, wait a minute, why aren't my prayers getting answered? It's already happening. It's happening to a lot of the big churches right now. And so they're losing firepower because they're not leading their sheep and getting their sheep cleaned up. And so they're going to see this stream over here start completely exploding in power and exploding in blessing. And so the Lord says, I told you that would happen. It's coming your way in this hour. So releasing all this crap in the atmosphere and trying to hold back a move of God, you are joking. I mean, you are playing with your own life. You're playing with your own life if you think you're going to stop God. So things may seem dark right now, but God says, I want you to know I can change things overnight. I can turn them on a dime for all the world to see. Lord says, you just stay and do what I've called you to do. Only believe. Just believe. Um, Proverbs 20, 28 to 30. 
where it talks about mercy coming in after truth to bring healing and rest. And we need both mercy and truth. I don't want to pick on mercy people and think them, make them think that we don't need them too, because I gravitate towards mercy a lot. I'm a truth person, but I do have a lot of mercy friends. And, but the problem is in this hour when God's trying to do a cleanup, he's in trying to, have you ever seen like the, the police force operator, the military operator where they go in and it's like, boom, and it's real swift and bombs are going off and they go, they clean up and they get people out and boom, it's done. And that's where we're at. That's where we're at right now. And so mercy, this to me befuddles mercy people and it upsets them. So God's like, if you're mercy, just step off to the side and let me do my job. Let my truth people do their, do their jobs through me because that's what the hour's calling for to help people align in this part of history. And so, but after we finish, the Lord says, mercy's coming into the room and mercy and truth preserve the king. That's what the scripture says. And his throne is to uphold, is upheld by mercy. And the glory of young men is their strength. And the beauty of old men is the gray head. The blueness of a wound cleanseth away evil. So do stripes in the inward parts of the belly. Um, I think that it's talking about the need for mercy and grace. Or mercy and truth, excuse me. And it talks about the need for wisdom because wisdom gives you strength, but it talks about perpetuating wounds, protect perpetuated uh, hurts that we don't deal with because it bloats the belly. It makes you more sickly than before. And so if people are trying to shut you down, we're seeing this in on all parts on all seven mountains right now. The truth is trying to be shut down and the Lord's like, it's not going to happen because the people are so sick and tired of being sick and tired we're about to blow the roof right off this thing. And the Lord's saying, I'm giving you this one final chance to come in and sing what the king sings before I have to judge you. So I'll leave you with that. Go have yourself a great Tuesday. And uh, I will see you guys probably on Friday. And then we'll continue on and we'll see what God has to say to us then. All right. You guys go have yourself a great day. And we'll be talking soon again. Talk to you then. Bye-bye.